what have we learned? Uh, Edinburgh Fringe 2022. Jen, Aram, um, film club and improvised comedy. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you so much for uh, having it's us. Great ben. to be here. Um, so you literally what ten minutes ago just finished a show upstairs. We did. How, we did. How was that? It was great. Uh, so much fun. We've just been kind of blown away by the reception here. We've had three days and three sellout shows. And people seem to really enjoy it. They're, they're really getting the idea and getting on board straight away. And we're just having an amazing time. Yeah. I mean, it's that sort of thing, isn't it? You kind of try and prepare yourself for all scenarios because we all know what the fringe is like, right? You know, you can have loads of people one day and like hardly anyone the next day. And it's up and down, up and down. So we've been so pleasantly surprised by the turnouts we've had so far. Why is that? Is it, is, it, is it because... You, I, 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 I'm careful to say that, because, like, why are you guys getting... we like, magic. Like, is, is, there a, is there an audience thing? There's just more people here this year? I I mean, we've seen people sort of saying mixed things. Some people are saying that it's a lot... The audiences are actually down quite a lot from previous years. So, I mean, I, I, we don't really know why we're getting good audiences. It could be the time. It could be that you can kind of have lunch while you watch. I think also we're quite on our flyer you know it's film club and you kind of immediately see what it is which maybe compared to some other shows where it's just a name you know and a face you don't really know what you're gonna get Mm. um yeah we've got very recognizable like characters like our heads on like uh, famous movie characters bodies on the flyer and like Aram said I just that you know we are a lunchtime slot where people can have lunch uh, and take a punt on on an improv show that's kind of very rooted in something that's very accessible even if you haven't experienced improv before you know film most people have seen a film and I've found from my experience that that the 12 to 4 window can be quite an experimental time for shows People just kind of like take a punt on something you know, in between this and like the stuff they've got booked for maybe later on. But the stuff they find might potentially be their new favourite thing. Um, <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah, exactly. um, so, so was today was today a set out as well? Yeah. 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 yeah standing room only. Tuesday. What's happening? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so how, where did it, where did the whole thing start? Um, the whole thing started actually at the sort of during lockdown um i just wanted to set up a practice team so yeah got people together and we practiced through the pandemic just doing improv practice online um and then as things opened up we kind of got a bit more serious and we wanted to develop a format Uh, we'd been doing quite a lot of organic improv which just means that you don't start with a premise you just go straight into it um and we'd been doing genre we'd kind of been really enjoying genre improv um where you basically just kind of have a genre and then you start a scene and see what happens and so we started to develop this format uh and we liked the idea of using film genres and taking i think the thing we really enjoy about film club is that you're immediately going into a scene with high stakes movie style you know stakes and commitment and i think for us that makes it such a fun thing to watch i think a lot of improv because it starts where you you know you don't know what what's going to happen you sort of come into a scene and you're you sort of start uncertain whereas with this we come in 100 percent energy and we're in a movie you know we, we have this chant before we start you know we're in a movie and you have to remind yourself that because 
because it's very easy to fall back into you know your your typical improv scene where you sort of it's a much more gentle start and there's not not, not to say there's anything wrong with that it's just a different uh, approach and so we instead come in with maximum stakes maximum commitment and energy and then yeah find the sort of exciting thing that happens with that so are you all film buffs then as well well, well, yes. I mean, there's like, um, I was just going to mention actually, shout out to Chris Gow, who's an incredible improviser and writer, and he's our coach. And I think he has been such a core part of us, you know, really developing this format that just seems, that allows us to have the most fun possible. He, I feel he's seen all the films. I mean, we, and, and basically he sets us homework. <laughs> so we have improv homework team. Yeah. Um, so we would go away and we'd like pick a genre and um, we, we'd pick somebody in the team to do a presentation at the next practice about all the tropes and like things we'd recognize. So we have been spending a long time building these worlds so that it's way more fun and, and you know, the audience recognize what they see. I feel like Jen's underselling themselves right now because uh, they are uh, uh, a super film buff. Um, we were playing we play a, game a game in the car. Uh, we were playing a game on the way up in a car, a film game, and they won every round basically, uh, as well What's as Chris. Game? Chris, What's the game? Well. Uh, the game is movie. So you uh, you suggest a movie, and then the next person has to. Su- say somebody who was in it and then the next person has to say another movie they were in that that star was in so and you go round basically and yeah. Aram's under selling himself because he wins the award for making up film titles and bluffing them to see yeah, I, I'm very good and at bluffing sometimes they are actual films which is yeah, incredible you can and think you, of yeah. yeah there's a film been made with almost every exactly. title you think is a film but my I have a very bad memory I've seen a lot of films I love films yeah, um, oh, yeah. I just have a very bad memory in the moment so when when, when when that comes up I'm like I don't I can't remember that film you know the one the, <laughs> the one, one, the uh, one. Yeah. and you mentioned you started on Zoom yes and then you've been, I'm guessing you've been doing where, where, where have you been based Mainly in London. In London, so we're all London improvisers. We all trained at uh, a theatre called the Free Association, which is uh, one of the two main improv schools in London. Um, and we, yes, yeah, so we all came out of that and had done performance before. We were we were doing improv and performing, but then the pandemic happened, and so we came together yeah. as a team during the pandemic. Yeah. And had you done? Have you done many shows in London before this? Like live ones. Yeah, we had. I mean, and Aram has actually set up a really fantastic night. Um, so, so the Free Association uh, is an incredible school, and so many people go through these programs. And then we go, and there's only you know only one school and one theatre has so many places uh, for students to perform. So, uh, a lot of the graduates are now setting up their own nights, and so we've become kind of the house team on a night called Roof Prov, which is at Arkstar next to Holloway Road Station. Happens every third Saturday. Every last Saturday. Every last Saturday of the month. So we were, we were, we, we, but we weren't doing. We did a, like three hour long previews right before we came up. But we were doing yeah. sets. It's a bit like stand up. You do like an improv set, a yeah. twenty minute set. And how are London audiences compared to Edinburgh audiences when it comes to improv? Ooh. I would say, I, I don't. I think it's the atmosphere of the fringe maybe or that people are up here to see shows i think in london it's a lot harder to get people that aren't in you know one or two degrees of separation away from whoever's performing on the mm. stage i i mean roof prov uh, the night i run has had a reasonable success getting decent audiences but that's because you know we uh, we put on kind of five acts in a night and yeah. so they all know people and they all bring people and so it ends up being a decent number but i think 
it's just hard to get to get people out generally to improv shows i think um but here it seems i mean this is why we're quite surprised because we're getting <laughs> rooms with you know 60 70 80 people that we've never seen before we don't know how they found out about the show some of them yeah. are people we fly it on the street some of them are people that found us online. And um, it's so lovely because I do think, I mean, I definitely speak for myself and I'm sure others it will resonate for, but like improv has like really transformed my life quite in a way. And so therefore like doing a show like this where a, a, a non-improv goer who doesn't really know anything about improv can then sit, get an introduction to it through film and like maybe uh, maybe they want to take classes. Maybe they want, you know, like it's, it's, it's a very, um, what's the word, kind of empowering craft to practice because it just encourages listening it encourages confidence to share your opinions and views and teamwork there's just so many lovely things about the craft of it that we all it mean a lot to us I guess yeah I think I think most of the improvisers that you talk to at the kind of level of doing shows will tell you it's had a very significant impact on their life and they came to it for various reasons which Mm. were kind of very personal and it helped them through difficult times or it gave them confidence to deal with certain challenges. Um, and I think that's the amazing thing about improv. It doesn't, it's not just about performing comedy or, or any other type of improv. It's about a kind of a, a practice that gives your brain this kind of exercise and this freedom that you just, you kind of, yeah, it, it, that frees you in all of your life and, and allows you to approach things in a different way. Um, and you get to like laugh all day. Like yeah. I've, I've already been up here a few days and I'm like, laughing's so good for you. And, uh, you know, we make each other laugh all the time. And it's like, what a wonderful world to be a part of. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, and just that, that's the kind of thing. You also just get drawn into this amazing community of improvisers uh, who, you know, improv is all about supporting each other on stage. It's all about, you know, having each other's back. That's what you say to each other before you go on stage. You've got your back. Yeah, (laughs) as well as that. Um, and yeah and so so that kind of carries through to the community it's such a a lovely supportive community it's very positive everyone's really nice i I sort of always say like improv is such a great filter for nice people because (laughs) if you're not a nice person you won't get very far and so sure in the first you know the first few levels of classes they'll always be like one you know knobhead but beyond (laughs) Beyond that, you sort of once you get to the sort of people who are serious about it, like because it don't, requires yeah, such empathy exactly, and listening yeah. and communication. Because there's a lot of other improv shows up here. Are you friends with them as well? Yeah, there's a lot of people we know from the Free Association yeah. and indirectly performers doing either doing improv or doing a lot of them do stand up as well or, or character comedy or musical comedy. Um, so there's loads of people up here Which from that so improv nice. community. Yeah, so You're like walking down the street and just to see, just to, oh, I know you. Yeah, know it's you. amazing. There's no like rivalry at all. You know, no, not in improv. No, <laughs> I <laughs> mean, not just hear all the love. <laughs> Let's say there's definitely no rivalry on the surface of improv. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone's, everyone's human, right? Everyone's always trying to get better. And I think we yeah. all learn from each other. And, and, and I take it the different way where it's like you're, you're inspired by each other. You go, oh, wow, I'd love to be able to do that on that level. Like, I think that's a nice way to... Yeah, yeah. And then obviously there's, you know, there's, there's, this, there's always that human thing of disappointment. If someone else gets something, you're like, oh, why, you know, why wasn't that me or whatever? But that's just human. And, yeah. and you move quickly. I think improv gives you tools because it's such a positive and supportive world to then quickly move on and, and be like no this is great everything's everything's good mm. so are there kind of common tropes you might fall into 
in improv? Or do you have a bit more of a structure? Like, oh no, not the Jaws joke again. Are you right. <laughs> well, I would say um, that's kind of part of your training and again, part of what you learn about improv. Because there's one thing doing improv with a group of a teammates, like when an audience isn't watching, but it's so interesting when an audience is put in front of you, how we talk a lot about panic brain sometimes in our team, because we all have it when your brain kind of goes, oh yeah, the Jaws joke, it works. Yeah. Like, please like me. Um, and actually that's really counterproductive to people liking you. Cause it's like, so please. And I, you know, I fall into that trap all the time. And I think, what's so lovely is again with the movie stuff we're doing is that we're being really trained to trust the genre trust the grounded reality of the world we're in which it's become so funny like because you're always trying to spot the unusual thing in that world which then leads us i'm gonna get geeky now we're gonna be improv nerd coming out but like we then we find the game of the scene and it's like comedy math but it, it, it's so uh, it's so wonderful to um to not try and be funny like I think some I think the thing the patterns you fall into is really trying to make people laugh which is what we all want to do but actually resting into yourself trusting yourself trusting your teammates I don't know what you think Aaron yeah I mean I think that's the like the first lesson of improv <laughs> is it, it's not about telling jokes you don't have it's to be not, good yeah. at telling jokes to be good at improv because yeah as as Jen said like it like trying to be funny is the enemy of yeah. good improv okay. oh, yeah. um you want to go out there and the f the thing that people i think or that i enjoy when i watch great improv is someone on stage trying as hard as they can to play the reality of something they know absolutely nothing about so you know you're <laughs> a scientist in a lab if you're there being glib and making jokes about the fact you don't know anything about science, no one's going to laugh at that. That's not funny. You, everyone will just feel uncomfortable. But if you go out there and you want to give it 100%, try to be a scientist. Try to talk about the experiments you're doing. It will be hilarious because unless you are a scientist, you, you will make mistakes. You will be dumb without meaning to. Yeah. And the audience will see through it as well. If you're trying to be funny, they always see through it. They're, you know, they'll see you being like me, yeah. like me. <laughs> um, and like Jen said, we all go up there and fall into that trap because it's really intense being on stage with no one laughing. Yeah. And but that's why it's practice, right? You yeah. just And I know improvisers that I admire and I listen to them talk on podcasts and things like that. It's just reps. Like the more you do it, the more you relax and the more you can just relax into the fun of it and even you know these last three shows I'm really enjoying like trusting the format trusting each other and, and I'm so much more present in the shows which is so wonderful so the show is part of the PBH Free Fringe yes um, so for those who've never been to the Fringe before what is the Free Fringe and why is it important the Free Fringe uh, is really having a moment this year I think especially post pandemic uh, uh, and tough times uh, I think that we're all enduring uh, for various different reasons um, I think it, it is uh, we chatted in 2019 mm -hmm. and we had a long chat about you know accessibility inclusivity diversity and you know the rising costs of being able to do this and I think what PBH Free Fringe is trying to do is to you know we're not there yet but as in like trying to find the something that can that can allow people to they have this phrase like um, pay to play and with a free fringe you don't pay to play I mean obviously you have to be able to pay to get up here yeah. and this is what I'm saying like there's nothing perfect yet because it's because the thing is the the 
we've been so impressed with the audiences on the free fringe and it means the artists are getting the money directly and like it's a, it's a wonderful organization to tr try and bust that thing of oh i can't afford to go to the fringe and therefore there's only one style of person or theater in the fringe which is not what we want um but i think in collaboration with that um uh, accommodation costs need to be capped as well things like that so basically to answer your question i think it plays a really great role in reminding people to take a chance on something to allow artists from all different backgrounds and all different walks of life to experiment and play and and for the and then for them to kind of you know gain um not just creative growth but um some money which you know we know this is a difficult industry and so yeah anything you want to add to that um point? yeah so well just the the pbh free fringe specifically is uh, so they're an organization that are you know the only truly free uh, fringe in that the, the the artists don't pay for the venues yeah. at all um and the shows are also free to the audience so they're free for everybody um they the pbh pbh fringe organize the venues and they they invite acts to uh, submit applications and then they choose the acts to put in the venues and all you have to do as a performer is kind of be part of that show up help out where is needed mm. um, and the PBH Fringe are doing this with no funding I think with no funding so they actually kind of suffered quite harshly uh, against other organisations in the Fringe and that they didn't get any of the um, was it called the Regeneration Fund yeah. there was basically there was a big pot of money that went to uh, the different organisations for the Fringe and PBH didn't get any mm. which has meant that they're really struggling this year mm. uh, they've managed to put on you know this this amazing se uh, series of, of venues and acts and they are hoping it will give them enough kind of attention and coverage to generate enough money to go into next year but they're not sure whether that will happen well and we we've been so impressed with the generosity of audiences so far and obviously like therefore as aram is saying with the free fringe in this situation now giving a small voluntary contribution from our takings to keep this opportunity going because we it's an opportunity that we're thoroughly enjoying yeah, and sharing improv with it's been amazing i mean without them we wouldn't i i kind of just submitted an application to them on a whim thinking oh i wonder what the application to the fringe is like <laughs> not expecting to get maybe tell us and then we just yeah. get a photo I, being like we're in yeah we're i just the i assumed that we wouldn't get in you know I just, we're, we're you know we're a small improv group from london that's been going for a little while but i thought well i'll, I'll submit an application and then next year i'll know what what's expected yeah and then we and then we amazingly got a slot um and here we are and we've we're three days in and we've had three sellout shows which is i you know it's, it literally blows my mind i can't <laughs> quite understand what's going on but it's amazing and it really feels like we're yeah we're making strides and that's all thanks to pbh giving us a chance yeah. basically yeah and jen you was here back in 2019 with your own mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. um what's it like being back yeah, interesting. I mean, I I suffer from nostalgia heavily, so I've been texting my producer like, "Look where I am! I'm here again." Um, it's interesting what you say about that kind of experience you gain from it, and I do remember actually Rachel, my producer, saying before I came up, um, like, "Don't underestimate that." And I I realised, yeah, because I have done it before, and and you've been many a time, like the 
the experience you get from performing your show every day to these new crowds um, and, and then flying and the adrenaline and the being here. Like I grew enormously as a performer and a person during that experience. And therefore, you know, I had the same expectations as Aram, you know, and I, I, I suffer from catastrophizing and anxiety. So, yeah, preparing for like nobody. Um, but I also had this kind of inner confidence of knowing no matter what happens everything will be okay which I do think when you first come to the fringe it can be so overwhelming um, and because there are so many aspects to your day in terms of doing the show which is in, in itself it can be draining depending on what show you're doing and you're promoting your show getting the word out social media all these things so it is so important um, that you have a good bunch of people around you I did then and I do now so I'm very lucky in that respect and I recommend it to anyone who wants to come up surround yourself with good people who've got your back um, so as we wrap stuff up here so obviously film club and improvised comedy it's at 125 the revolution bar on Chambers Street so I've done the main promotion thank you there. so much how would you describe the show in three words <laughs> three words I mean we should be good at this we're improv we should be literally like duh, duh, duh. we have just done a show um, fun I, I mean it just I, I, that's film what I've been genre fun Film, film genre fun. Like that is literally actually been my pitch on the street. Yeah, film, film genre, genre fun. fun. That's it. Nice. Um, and also, uh, we should give a, a message to uh, the other members of the cast because we haven't actually really mentioned them at all. Yeah. Who, who else is in the nah, cast? Nah, forget well, them. Don't worry about yeah. it. It's just us. <laughs> so many amazing people. Not all of them can make Edinburgh, unfortunately, but we've got eight of us in They're total. Us, yeah. yeah. So shout out to Jessica Flood, Jessica Napier, Chris East, Vic Barry, Ben, uh, ben Goldsmith. Ben, yeah. Mike Kunzi. That's everyone, right? <laughs> yeah. Very embarrassing if we forgot. Oh someone. no, I, it's my anxiety it's brain. Right. Ignore me. Yeah. Uh, and so normally I would end an episode with with the question. So what have we learned? But because we we're a bit restricted on time, I'm asking the question. So what have we fringed? <laughs> what are you? What do you recommend? Oh, cool. great. Oh. oh, we've seen some good ones. I mean, I yesterday I saw Sophie Hagen, who blew my mind. They're incredible. Elf Lions absolute tour de force um mike kunzi is doing a solo show We've got a it's it's really incredible good. called little saffron uh anything out uh, yeah i i went to see uh, buffy revamped and i've never seen buffy the vampire slayer and i still absolutely loved it so there you go yeah. he, he is um he's an incredible performer hilarious he's also from an improv background so it makes sense yeah uh and oh, also mark silcox is oh. incredible he's just i mean Cage match, improv cage match. Check improv out if you love match, improv. Yeah. We'll actually yeah. be there next Saturday. We'll be there next Saturday. Plunk, plunk, plunk. Jen, Aaron, thank you so much. Have a wonderful fringe. Thank, thank you so you much ben. for having us. Thank you.